And we are back. Mike Cernovich, DangerPlay.com, Gorilla Mindset, now MAGA Mindset. And as seen in The New Yorker, if you haven't already, check out the latest New Yorker. There's a full feature article on yours truly. Now, what is interesting about this article um, is that it is proof that I live the Gorilla Mindset. I live the book. I live what I teach. And a lot of people say, that can't be. That can't be. I'm, I'm getting a, a bunch of shade from people who they, they've just never really read Gorilla Mindset. So let, 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 let's, let's look at it a little bit because a lot of people go, a lot of people go, Mike, the article shaded ya. It shaded ya. But, but I don't view that at all. I think it's great. I think it's a truthful article. And the truth about me or the truth about anyone else is that we are complicated. But let's address some of the criticisms that people have levied on me. And I'll just answer them to prove that, to prove that I live guerrilla mindset. All right. The article says Mike has an adenoidal tenor and a lisp. But when he's indignant, he can be in an impassioned order. People are going, oh, they're making fun of how you talk, Mike. Okay. That is guerrilla mindset. That's why I laugh at people who have never read guerrilla mindset. What do, what do I tell you in every podcast? Not every, but what do I tell you? I go, look, you got to just do what you got to do. Whatever you tell me about your um, why you can't do something, I just don't really care to hear it. Um, I always like when people make fun of my voice. Like, okay, you think I'm not aware of how my voice sounds? The truth is that the only way that I could change my voice is I would have to get corrective jaw surgery because I have a – it's called a lateral lisp and it's caused by my my underjaw. Um, it's underbite. So my jaw is a little bit lower. Um my lower jaw is a little bit too low. So I would have to get my jaw broken, titanium plates in my jaw, my mouth wired shut for three months. Why? So I could sound differently. So people wouldn't quote unquote make fun of me. Well, it wouldn't actually make me more money. It wouldn't make me have a better podcast. It wouldn't help me reach more people. So I don't do it. But I'm well aware of that. And that's just proof that I live guerrilla mindset, that I do what I'm going to do and I don't worry about the haters. I don't worry about people making fun of me. And that I know that I have a distinct voice. I happen to like my distinct voice. I happen to think that it adds dimension to me because otherwise I would just look like a savage and it softens my image. Others may disagree, but what is the point? The point is that is what I teach in Gorilla Mindset. That's what I teach in these freaking podcasts all the time. You just got to do what you're going to do, man. People are going to hate. People are going to make fun of you. People are going to mock you. You're not going to be perfect. Okay. I don't care. That's why, again, that's why I am simultaneously very compassionate and have a lot, large degree of belief in people. But it is also why I don't answer, don't reply to emails anymore. People like, ah, I got any advice. No, you don't. You just, yeah, I got two books that cost 25 bucks, Gorilla Mindset and MAGA Mindset. 25 bucks and you can learn everything I know because ultimately it's about taking action. Oh, I'm afraid to do it. People are making fun of me. Yeah, people make fun of me every day. You know what? If that is what you're worried about, then you have a lucky life. The I have been through some things in my life, and I've talked to people who have been th things in life. And boy, oh boy, making fun of the way I talk is a blessing. Like that is that is it. I know people that are, when I grew up, local family, good friends of my parents, their child died of cancer. A beautiful little kid, right? I think it was five. He had cancer. And we watched him go through the whole process of chemotherapy, going bald and dying. That's a problem. 
Oh, but people on the internet making fun of you. Oh, people being mean to you. Oh, you're afraid you're going to fail. Oh, you might have to be a fail. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. From the bottom of my heart, I don't care. I don't care that you have vulnerabilities and fear because you have to face them. And there's nothing I can do other than give you inspirational messages and share my own story and share my own life that can get you through it. But ultimately, you have to decide for yourself, are you going to live your life or are you going to live the life other people tell you to live? Because that's what it comes down to. If I live the life other people told me to live, then I wouldn't have a podcast because I don't talk the way people think I should I should talk. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't have written a book. Uh, I wrote, wouldn't write stuff on the internet. Um, I would. What would I do? I'd be. I'd do nothing. I'd do nothing. So that is just guerrilla mindset. I love my book. Nobody can deny that I love my book. Um, another thing people are shading me about is that. Um, let me let me see if I, I'm kind of reading the article as I as I click on it. There is something about. Ziri, you know, Andrew, the guy who wrote this, um, Andrew Marinitz, much richer vocabulary than I have. They go, I visited him in mid-September. This is the, art, the article. So I visited him means me. I visited him in mid-September. He had recently moved to a cul-de-sac where every house has stucco walls, a ceramic tile roof, and bland zero escaping. So I had to actually, I had a couple times. I didn't know what adenoidal Tone was, I know what zero, zero escaping was. So, um, yeah, I'm a pretty smart guy, but my vocabulary is, isn't as rich as people who write for the New Yorker. God bless them. We all have our skills. So, zero escaping is landscaping and gardening that reduces or eliminates the needs for supplemental water from irrigation. So, um, I guess the, the, the point of that is, and why people are shaking is saying, oh, he lives in a, you know, like a small house or he lives in a su suburb or whatever. Yeah, no kidding. Go read, <laughs> read Gorilla Mindset. I, I, I live my book. Of course I do. Of course I do. Did you expect me to live in a mansion? I also rent my house. I don't own the home that I live in. Why not? Because in Gorilla Mindset, I explained why. That I, I prefer to be liquid. I prefer to have liquidity and I don't want to be tied up. I gorilla mindset I talk about living well below your but well below your means. Most people, they their housing is a third of their income. Generally, as a rule, if you're applying for an apartment, the rent should be um, 3x your or your income should be 3x your rent. Okay. Maybe 4x for some people. My my income to rent ratio isn't even in the single digits. So what I pay for rent versus what I have an in income, that is not even in, not even in the it's not three to one. It isn't five to one. It isn't even eight to one. Of course not. This gorilla mindset. Gorilla mindset is about I don't need to buy social status. I don't need to impress people. I feel like I live in a mansion. It, it cracks Sean up, and Sean is very happy too. Sean likes the house. We don't need more. And I feel like I live in a mansion because I grew up very poor. And here I live in a three-bedroom house. When I found out there was a, a – it's like two-and-a-half bath. So there's a bathroom downstairs. There's one in the master. And then I was – in the hallway, there was like a bonus bathroom. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. We have three bathrooms? I, yeah, I can't believe it. This is great. But all these people, these pundits on um, the internet, you know, the so-called journalists or whatever they call themselves, they're like making fun of me. But – you know what happened to that gawker? One of the one of the big head honchos at Gawker, not Dick, not Dick Ditton, not Dick Nitton, Nick Ditton. What I don't even remember the guy's name. That's how quick people are getting. But one of the editors who got sued, I think he was AJ something. He worked at Gawker. He's one of these smart, uh, snarky people. AJ Delario. He had fifteen hundred dollars in his checking account 
$37,000 in student loans. That These are the people making fun of me. 27000 in student loans. His, um, his checking account got frozen, and he was just has nothing, right? So the people who are making fun of me on the internet, because apparently I don't live in a nice enough house, I should live in a, in a better house, the people making fun of me are like AJ Delario Cocker. They are, they are ruined. One, one false move in their life, and they are ruined. Meanwhile, for me, money comes in every month, and I just bank it. I live in, oh, I live in, um, and by the way, Andrew wasn't making fun of me. Andrew is just like subscribing where I live. You know, that's actually where I live. I live in the freaking suburbs, and I live in a cul-de-sac, and every house does have stucco walls, um, ceramic tile roof. I didn't even notice that. I don't even look at my roof. And the zero escaping is kind of bland. Yeah, I don't have a Zen garden. Maybe, maybe I should do that, right? Maybe I should. So, so Andrew wasn't really making fun of me as much as the, the pundits are making trying to be like, oh, yeah, Mike claims to be this alpha male on the internet, but he really lives in the suburbs and, you know, has ceramic tile roof and he talks, talks funny, man, talks funny. Yeah, go read Gorilla Mindset rather than um, talk about things you don't know about. You would read Gorilla Mindset is all about keeping liquid, staying liquid, having money stashed away for a rainy day, being prepared because knowing life is going to be up, knowing life is going to be down. That is so crucial. So they haven't even read it. And these people, they're, they're going to be like AJ Delario. They're all trying to make fun of me for apparently not living um, in the, as big a house as I could live in. But then something could happen to me. And I'd have to worry about, I'd have to worry about, man. I'd have to worry about my life. Right now, I got a daughter on the way. Right when she's born, I'll just max out her college fund, set up a trust fund for it. My daughter will never have to worry about college. Why? Because I live in a stucco walled house that I rent. And I my rent is a joke compared to my income. So my daughter will never have to worry about college. Great. If I got sick or something happened to me or, you know, whatever. Sean is taken care of for a very long time. Sean doesn't have to worry about things for a very long time. I don't have to worry about things for a very long time. That's the whole point. Another thing is, you know why I live where I live? I could live anywhere in the world because I have lived everywhere in the world. We live 100 yards from Sean's parents, 100 yards. I can get out, walk. It's not even equal to a city block. Why? Gorilla mindset, designing your lifestyle for your vision. I want my daughter... And when we have more children to grow up near their grandparents, it'll be an idyllic childhood, puppy dog, grandparents. And moreover, it'll be better for me and Shauna because rather than be trying to scramble to find a visitor, a babysitter, Shauna's parents are actually going to be very involved grandparents. And that is incidentally one reason Shauna is the mother of my children. You know, why am I with Shauna? I said it at her wedding. I said to her parents, I go, you know, you don't marry the woman. Well, you marry the woman, obviously, but you're also marrying into a family. And that's why also, not to go on off of too, much of a t- too much of a tantrum, but that is why I support arranged marriages. Because love wears off, passion wears off, lust wears off. But if you marry into good families with shared values, that grows stronger over the years. So Sean and I have been together for a long time. And, and you know, I don't want to get talk too much about sex or whatever, but we definitely – our relationship is mature in a lot of ways and her parents are very mature people also. So I've already booked a trip, um, speaking engagement this summer in Barcelona. People say, Oh, you can't travel. You got a kid, man. You got a kid do this. 
Man, don't tell me what I can or can't do. That's why I live right by her parents. That's why before I committed to be in a relationship with Shauna, I knew that her parents would be incredible grandparents. See, that's all gorilla mindset. That's why um, I can always tell who, who have read gorilla mindset and who hasn't. Like, oh yeah, gorilla mindset, alpha male. It's got nothing in gorilla. It's nothing about being an alpha male. Gorilla mindset is about designing your life, finding your life vision, aligning your vision with your habits. So that is all gorilla mindset is. So if my vision was no longer, I want to be out being a you know whatever, being a playboy or whatever. I you know I didn't want to do that. Okay. But at one point, I did want to do that. So I aligned my vision with my habits. So now I don't want that. I want a different life. So because of that, I have a different vision. Because of that, I have different lifestyle habits. I make different choices. And it all makes sense. That is, again, that is the book. That is Gorilla Mindset. That's why I'm so confident in Gorilla Mindset because I live the book. Nobody can deny now. You can't pull out any passage of Gorilla Mindset. Now, now granted, you know, I don't live 100% of the book 100% of the time. You know, I definitely have been writing too much and working too much and not being at the gym enough, and I'm fixing that. I'm definitely got to get back in gym mode. My immune system is kind of shot because I essentially run off of adrenaline. So I work so much and stress my body so much that when I go to the gym, it kind of makes me sick. So I got to fix that. But that is, again, too, that is gorilla mindset. Gorilla mindset is recognizing you're not always at the optimal state in every part of your life. You're always realizing you have to put the work in in one aspect of your life. And for me right now, okay, I've my career is like on point. Um, last, last year I did so much. I just had another book launch out. Uh, a movie I was associate producer on The Red Pill premiered. Went to the red carpet premiere of that in Los Angeles. Had multiple meetups. Had big Kickstarter for, the, for Silence. I'm going to go watch... Silence tomorrow or the next day, the, the big movie that I'm a producer on, feature film documentary, and on and on it goes. So I've, I focus so much on that, but my health, you know, I got to focus back on my health now. So I have to bring things back in alignment. And again, that's why I don't pre preach perfectionism because I'll never be perfect. What I'll do now is when I'm going to focus more back on going to the gym and getting healthy and making sure my blood work is on point, well, great, then that means my business is going to, I'm not going to say falter, but life, remember, is about business, or life is about focus. So I have a daughter on the way, and I'm going to focus more on my health. Well, that means I'm going to have less time to do other things. I'm going to focus my energy differently. But because my businesses are set up so well now that I don't have to, I don't have to, um, Freak out about that, right? So that's all always about balance, and that is always about taking stock of your life and figuring out where your life is. It's just true. Uh, another thing was, so Cernovich's wife earned millions in stock from an IPO. Cernovich told me he earned seven figures in the divorce settlement. This seems to have been, and might still be, his primary source of income. He, meaning me, insists that book sales provide his main income. I get, so, so this is interesting. Like we got jammed up during the fact checking. Nobody makes money writing books anymore. So they, they just – they literally wouldn't believe me. I sent screen caps of my book royalties and everything. I don't know if they thought I photoshopped them or what. They just can't get it through their head. Like I make a ton of money on books. I sell a lot of books and the, the book royalties I make because I self-published are insane. Most people make a buck, a buck fifty a book. I make six, seven dollars a book. Um, 
<laughs> so it adds up. So yeah, they didn't want to believe it, but I but this interesting thing to my haters is saying, oh, this is weird. They call me a cuck because I made million dollars at least. I'm not going to say how much I made exactly, but there it was seven figures. So that's that's true. I told them that, and that is true. So again, this is where logic. You can tell my haters, and even my haters in the media don't have much logic. Well, on the one hand, they want to say that I'm a beta male because I live in the suburbs. But on the other hand, they're saying I made a million in divorce. Okay, well, then where'd the money go, right? At, my life has been pretty open and transparent. So I don't obviously do drugs or anything like that. So where, so you, so you see how they can't, like they can't have it both ways, but cognitive dissonance kicks in. You have to pick one. If you're a rational person, you have to pick one or the other. It's either, well, Mike made a bunch of money off his ex-wife. And he lives in the suburbs. Oh, so he must have money and he must just be frugal or da, 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 right? They can't come up with a consistent story. They want to say, oh, yeah, Mike lives in the suburbs because he's broke. Well, but I thought I got seven figures from my ex-wife, right? You got to pick one or the other. Either I'm broke or I'm smart with my money. You can't, you can't have it both ways. So, But again, the people who are in media, journalists, the journalists are the ones trying to make fun of me. As you can see, they aren't very intelligent. They aren't sophisticated thinkers. But the truth is about that money and the ex-wife is, and I'm a, I'll do a whole podcast on it maybe, that I don't really talk much about the ex-wife because um, we got married for love, which is a mistake. Don't get married for love. Get married for compatibility. You obviously want passion and you want to feel love or whatever. Compatibility matters way more than love. Compatibility in terms of money, in terms of uh, how people behave. My writing drove my ex-wife crazy. Um, she didn't like it. She was worried about people judging her, etc. She was kind of a hipster. So that social shaming really worked on her. But eh, what, what are you going to do? You know, we had we went through some things together and her life is great now. My life is great. I, I'm not really, I don't really want to get too much into that because she's a private person. In fact, she declined being interviewed for The New Yorker. So she didn't, when we got married, she didn't sign on for fame. So it's kind of not really fair for me to talk about her all the time and make her famous. But I will say this, that everything that I've done in Gorilla Mindset is based on experience. So how do you, how do you suppose she made so much money, right? How many people out there um, are making the kind of money that she made? So again, that is where rationality comes into play. Okay, so I, I've had a very successful book launch. I'm a very uh, expert on marketing, on branding, on taking risk, on entrepreneurialism. Everything I do is evident of that. And all the success that you've witnessed in real time is evident of that. Well, a rational person would therefore infer that those same skills that I have, I used to build the brand of my ex-wife. And that would actually be true. My ex-wife is a very intelligent person and a very hard worker. She had no um, appetite for risk. She had no appetite for entrepreneurialism. She was not about – she had to give up a lot of money to go work at Facebook which a lot of people think, oh, Facebook, that was an easy bet. I'll just give you an example of how Facebook was perceived that time. When we went there and you know how, 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 how I got her in at Facebook is a whole other story and how I built her personal brand up 
long process, but I don't want to take credit from her because, hey, she's a smart girl and she worked hard too. But I'll just give you – I'll just toss out a number to, to show you what it was like to get a Facebook. They offered her so little money for a salary, so below market, and a substantial about uh, 40 to 50% pay cut from what she was earning that she goes, man, you know, I don't know if I can afford to take the salary. Can I get $5,000 more in salary? And they said, no, but we'll call you back Monday with a counteroffer. So Friday, she asked for $5,000 more. Monday, they go, you know what? We can't give you $5,000 more in cash, but we can give you 5,000 shares of Facebook. Now, wait for it. Wait for it. 5,000 more shares. Facebook's stock eventually split multiple times, and those 5,000 shares after the stock splits became 25,000 shares. You know what Facebook IPO'd at? $38, okay? So at the time, so you can do what is $38 times $25,000. Um, that is to show you that at the time of going to Facebook, that was a risky proposition. They were just saying, well, we can't give you $5,000, but we'll give you 5,000 shares of stock. Facebook at the time was so risky that they wanted to hire someone new, and one of her old coworkers would offer a job. And the coworker from her old company because we know that when when she got the offer from Facebook, her old company just like started throwing money. They were like, okay, we'll give you – it was like monopoly money. It's like, boy, that's where – like there's a management lesson there. If you have employees, those of you listening in, if you have a big company, you have employees, you know what? Why don't you throw people some money before they're about to leave? Because if they would have thrown the money at her when she got that offer – she never would have applied. She never would have applied to Facebook because it was like monopoly money. It was so much money they were throwing at her. But at that point, you're once you make a decision to go somewhere, you're going to leave. So that's a lesson to all of you. Don't be cheap, cheapskates. I know a lot of people actually, friends of mine personally, who are cheap asses when it comes to this kind of stuff. And you know what? That's how you lose talent because by the time they're ready to go, it is too late. Well, her coworker got that big offer, didn't take it. Well, that was a mistake for him. How many shares of stock was he offered? Let's just say a lot. Not as much as my ex-wife had gotten, obviously, because it had been a year later, but it was still enough money that you don't have to worry about money for a long time. Facebook was definitely not a sure thing. Hindsight bias is a mother effer. You know, people now would be like, well, of course it was a sure thing. Maybe one day I'll tell that story, but let's just put it this way. If you're asking for $5,000 a year in salary. And at that point, Facebook is saying, no, we won't give you $5,000, but we will give you 5,000 shares. That tells you it was a risky proposition. Now, I don't want to get too sexist on you here, but as a rule, general rule, who's more risk, who's more, who has more risk appetite, men or women, who, who's willing to more take risk? Okay. So Again, if people were actually rational thinkers, they would realize that I have a track record of success. I have a track record of branding, building brands. I, I mean, look, I turned like one guy, you know, my buddy Robert from X Day said three years ago, Mike had a WordPress.com blog. And three years ago, I had a WordPress.com blog. I didn't even have dangerplay.com. I even know how to do a.com. It was dangerplay.wordpress.com. And then I'm on the front page of The New Yorker. Well, it 
doesn't take a genius to figure out that I probably know what I'm doing and that everything I say is applicable to you. But again, that is why the people snipping on me don't know about gorilla mindset. They don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about life. That is why their own lives, they're going to end up like A.J. Delario, who you know, if A.J. Delario, that gawker guy who got sued into oblivion for the Hulk Hogan sex, tank, uh, sex tape, he'd be one of these people on Twitter being like, oh, yeah, look at this, Ernest guy. He lives in a cul-de-sac, you know? Yeah, dude, you got, you know, debt and you got sued and you can't afford anything. You don't have any money in your checking account and you can't even hire a bankruptcy lawyer to plead bankruptcy for you because your checking account's frozen. Those are the kind of people, you know, because they haven't lived, lived a gorilla mindset, man. And women, I don't want this to happen to you. So what, what is the point of all this? The point of all this is you now have proof that I live my own book. I wrote Gorilla Mindset. I didn't make it up. I didn't life hack it. I didn't copy and paste what I saw on other people's blogs and teach you their experience. I've lived it. I've lived it through the false rape accusation to being an Army Reserve officer to becoming completely jaded about life to being angry about life to not understanding anything to being an unhappy relationship to making my ex-wife and she made me unhappy I, mean, I went through everything the whole panoply of human condition man it's pretty bad dude <laughs> i've been through some things but gorilla mindset is remember both ways it is a recognition that you know what life isn't always going to be perfect you're going to hit some low points you're going to hit some high points too, but you can do both. Defense and offense. That is gorilla mindset. Gorilla mindset is also just do, living your own life vision and not letting the haters bring you down. And again, I'm proof that everybody wants to make fun of how I talk. Well, that is original. It's kind of like when you find a seven foot tall guy. Wow, you sure are tall. You know? Oh boy, I never heard that one before. Uh, that, that, that's kind of the way with the talking. Why? Well, it never occurred to me. That my voice is unique and distinctive. But that's Gorilla Mindset. Gorilla Mindset is about I'm still going to do a podcast. And you know what? This podcast has like, how many ratings does it have now? In the US store alone, it has 547 ratings. And in the UK iTunes store, it has something like 80 something. Wow, that's crazy. So worldwide, once you, Canada has 88 ratings. Wow. So yeah, it has 88 ratings in Canada, which. You know, isn't a isn't a huge store. Uh, so the UK is is over like over a hundred something, forty two in Australia. Anyway, point is worldwide. You know, this is a big podcast. It's a worldwide podcast, and my audiobook has sold more audiobooks than most people ever sell of all their books. So people make fun of me all the time, man. I don't care. People are going to make fun of you. They're going to tell you're worthless. They're going to tell you you're garbage. But none of that really matters. You got to do what you got to do. You got to live life on your terms. That is why the paperback, I got to change the subtitle. I never liked how to unleash and dominate the animal. Then blah, blah, blah. I, that was just a, an idea from the guy who designed the book cover. The Kindle version is Gorilla Mindset. How to control your thoughts and emotions to live life on your terms. Control your thoughts and emotions. Live life on your terms. That is all I do. I have self-doubt, I have fear, I have self-pity, I have everything, resentment, anxiety that everybody else has. I got it under control. I live life on my terms. You can too. Now you know. If you have a red gorilla mindset, if you haven't listened to the audiobook, hey, I don't know what you're waiting for. You now have proof from the New Yorker that I live 
my own book. How many other people can say that? All right, thanks for tuning in. Mike Cernovich, DangerInPlay.com, and Guerrilla Mindset. I also have a brand new book out, MAGA Mindset, which even if you don't like Trump, it doesn't matter. It's a good book because it talks about America in ways that nobody else has ever talked about. But even if you hate Trump so much that you can't even bear to buy a book with his name on it, well, hey, you need to reread Guerrilla Mindset because I could read a book called uh, The Hillary Clinton Mindset if it were really good. She's a shrewd woman. If if somebody wrote a real book about Hillary Clinton, not these puff pieces, but they actually – just how ruthless she is and how cruel and Machiavellian she is, oh, I would read it. I wouldn't go be as Machiavellian and cruel as she is, but I could read a book about Hillary Clinton if it actually told the truth because – she is one cruel person. She will kill anybody to get where she wants to be. And although I don't want to kill people to get where I want to be, I'm interested in that kind of insight into people. So, hey, if any of you listening have written a real book about Hillary Clinton, not this PR crap, but actual book about her, let me know because I'll read it. Because I live the gorilla mindset and I can read about people that I might not like without becoming triggered. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you soon.